0: Welcome to Nebraska FarmCast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. As commodity prices have risen in recent months, so have farm income expectations, driven by these rebounds in market prices as well as recent government assistance paid to cover losses associated with weather disasters, trade conflicts, and COVID-19 disruptions. A new article on our website, farm.unl.edu, offers analysis of farm income and safety net programs to provide insight on the current ag economy and potential directions for ag policy and farm economics. Joining me now to discuss this and what it all may mean for Nebraska producers is the author of the article, Dr. Brad Lubin, an extension policy specialist here in the Department of Agricultural Economics at UNL. Thanks for joining me, Brad. Good to be with you. So first, to offer an update on farm income, what are your most recent projections for net farm income in Nebraska this year? How does that compare to recent years? Well, we
1: estimated some projections for Nebraska net farm income for 2020 and years forward. Uh, Earlier this spring, mind you, before the most recent uh, couple months of continued commodity price rallies, but earlier this spring in the March-April timeframe, we were estimating farm income projections that would put us around $5.7 billion uh, of net farm income in Nebraska for the year 2020, just under 5.7, and then just over 5.7 for the year 2021. So a little bit of improvement for 2021, but both of those years are actually really strong compared to where we've been the last four or five. Uh, we were down at $2.2 billion net farm income in 2017. Uh, you'd have to go back to the highs of 2011-2013 uh, carryover in 2014 to compare with what we've rebounded to now.
0: So what's contributed to this rebound?
1: Well, we've certainly have seen much stronger commodity price prospects here since late last summer. Uh, and that certainly is driving up both late 2020 income prospects and certainly 2021 income prospects. Much stronger commodity prices almost across the board, uh Cattle would be one sector that's still struggling uh, uh, to maintain uh, prices and and move higher. But otherwise, we've seen much stronger prices, and that certainly helps income prospects. We also have seen in the last four to five years uh, tremendous ad hoc assistance payments from the federal government that helped us uh, in the the low year of 2017 uh, with commodity program payments. But then in the most recent years, 18, 19, 20, and even 21, We see substantial uh, trade assistance and now COVID assistance payments that have really ratcheted up net farm income.
0: So these ad hoc government payments, uh, they've been available, you mentioned, at unprecedented levels recently. And Nebraska, certainly no exception to the impact of natural disasters recently and the uh, ongoing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic that uh, have triggered these programs. So how have these government payments evolved over the years and how much have these ad hoc programs contributed actually to overall payments mm-hmm. in the state here in the last couple yeah. of years? You know, if, if we look
1: back historically, ad hoc payments uh, have always been part of the, the federal farm program safety net or farm income safety net, if you will. Uh, we, we saw ad hoc payments back through uh, the 80s, the 90s and, and beyond. They were really big in the late 1990s, actually in the midst of another trade uh, challenge because of lost uh, uh, because of some economic and monetary crisis overseas that translated into lost markets, uh, we saw declining prices and uh, a jump in uh, ad hoc assistance producers. Uh, that sort of sets a precedent for where we've been. Since uh, the early 2000s, we saw a declining role for ad hoc payments. Uh, and then in the 2008 Farm Bill, and then reinforced in the 2014 Farm Bill, we saw certain ag disaster programs implemented on a permanent basis, presumably to eliminate the year to year demands for ad hoc assistance. And yet, since 2014, we have seen ad hoc assistance come back, first in the form of a wildfire and hurricanes indemnity program, uh, and then uh, the following year in what was called Wildfire and Hurricanes and Bend program is acronymed WIP. Uh, the following year, we uh, saw something come on board called WIP Plus, which essentially expanded that, uh, that assistance to additional years and additional perils like drought and flood and other disaster events. We saw the trade conflict uh, mushroom in, in 17 and 18, and we saw trade assistance in 18 and 19. And then we get to 2020, and just as we think there's improved trade prospects and improved income prospects, uh, we saw COVID hit. And we've seen now successive rounds of federal legislation to provide relief and multiple rounds of of ag assistance to producers to offset uh, some of the COVID losses and challenges that we've seen.
0: Can you talk about the importance of these government payments and uh, safety net programs to farm income in Nebraska over the years?
1: Yeah, if we look at uh, government program payments in general, think of the entire safety net. When you're talking about commodity programs, uh, you're talking about these ad hoc or standing disaster assistance programs. Uh, You're also talking about crop insurance, or at least the net indemnities of crop insurance. Total indemnities paid to producers minus the premium costs that producers uh, pay in. If that's the safety net to producers, uh, over the last decade, that would average somewhere in the 4 to 5% range of net farm income. In 2020, uh, in the midst of uh, recovering commodity prices, but even stronger, even bigger ad hoc assistance payments, uh, the government payments are nearly 40% of net farm income. Uh, so it's a dramatic component. Uh, it's unprecedented in terms of total dollar volume on nominal terms, not adjusted for inflation, mind you. Uh, But it's unprecedented total dollars, and it's unprecedented, or at least in recent terms, it's unprecedented in in the sense of the proportion of the bottom line coming from uh, government payments. You'd have to go back to the late 1990s, early 2000s to find a period when government payments were a bigger component of the bottom line.
0: Wow, and by their nature, these ad hoc Programs are are designed obviously to be responsive to events that come and go. So, what are your expectations or your predictions mm-hmm. for some of these programs that have contributed so much recently to farm incomes? Where where are they going, or yeah. are they going to stick around for very long? Yeah.
1: You know, the, you're right when you say that ad hoc payments, by nature, come and go. They're ad hoc, right? Uh, it seems that there's always political pressure to respond when there are crises or, or challenges or disasters, and so the pressure for ad hoc is likely to always remain. Uh, the, the potential to, to see ad hoc payments as a significant part of a safety net, uh, I think, is increasingly challenged, however. Um, we saw, as I mentioned, the 08 Farm Bill and the 14 Farm Bill established standing disaster assistance programs for livestock forages due to drought or livestock indemnity due to death losses, et cetera. Uh, Those kinds of programs, if they're established and standing, presumably preclude the economic need to bring in ad hoc assistance. Similarly, the widespread use of crop insurance and and the large uh, market share or share of production that's really insured by crop insurance has reduced the demands on the crop side uh, for, for disaster assistance. Uh, The the, maybe the strongest signal we can see that the era of ad hoc assistance maybe has come and gone now uh, is here in late uh, 2020 and early 2021. We saw yet another round of COVID assistance, but that COVID assistance package uh, uh, included some additional crop and livestock payments and it included some payments for uh, for other parts of the food supply chain. Now, in early 2021, we saw the latest round of COVID relief, the American Rescue Plan Act. That package did not include any more commodity program or commodity uh, assistance to producers. There was a specific package in there for um, socially disadvantaged producers, and there was additional package of assistance in there for some food system and supply chain uh, challenges, but not more of the same Uh, commodity-based payments to producers. Uh, In the midst of high uh, market prices, in the midst of strong income projections for the year, and in a changing political environment, that may suggest that that ad hoc payments, as we have seen them over the last four to five years, uh, are likely uh, to be waning away pretty quickly.
0: And as those wind down, do you expect other government payments to uh, then ratchet up
1: yeah, that's that's another important part of the, uh, the government payment or program portfolio. When I talk about the safety net, I'm talking about commodity programs plus this ad hoc assistance plus net crop insurance. There's also, in Nebraska, roughly $150 million plus a year of conservation program payments. I purposely don't try and include them in a safety net because they're not intended to be uh, income safety. They are significant revenue and cash flow, but therefore conservation practices, CRP enrollment, EQUIP, and CSP programs as well. That's one area where we might see substantial growth if you see the new administration's uh, policy priorities either for uh, climate-based legislation and potential um, carbon capture or carbon sequestration uh, credits and some federal program to incentivize that, or you also see the uh, the administration's push on what's been called the 30 by 30 plan, uh, which with much detail yet to still roll out, uh, looks like a uh, a broad conservation minded plan to try and manage uh, or incentivize the management of up to 30 percent of the nation's land and water resources. If that involves more uh, incentive payments to producers, uh, then that conservation component of, uh, of the government payment por- uh, portfolio could grow rapidly.
0: So what's your advice to producers in the state right now in terms of what they should be preparing for as they make management decisions?
1: Well, this year, I think, is an important transition year. Uh, We see substantial uh, improvements in farm income prospects driven by the market. Uh, At the same time, we are weaning off of, uh, if we'll use that term, weaning off of uh, substantial government program payments. So markets are up, government payments are down. Farm income prospects may be relatively flat. Cash flow uh, management issues change because the timing of market returns and government payments will shift a bit. So producers will have to remember that the farm program safety net isn't likely to provide much cash flow later this year. It's not likely to provide much protection under current uh, price and income levels. Uh, Risk is back on the producer's shoulders as opposed to being carried heavily along by uh, by the safety net that in that just simply increases the demands on management increases the importance of of managing your production and marketing and insurance uh, and program decisions uh, all much more carefully
0: farm income has come a long way in just three years uh, what do you expect are we at a level that could be sustainable for a while well, you're right. Farm income
1: has rebounded dramatically since 2017. Uh, it could be that we have uh, rebounded to a more sustainable level. Uh, it's always difficult to project anything but sort of this fairly stable, uh, uh, you know, trend line going forward. Uh, it's always sort of funny. After the fact, we can explain exactly why we had peaks and troughs. Uh, before the fact, looking forward, it's always a straight line. Um, this rally to the extent it's been driven by, uh, demand is a much stronger, much uh, more sustainable rally than, than a supply, uh, than, you know, than a short production year kind of rally. But it's also to the point of, well, if we've gotten to levels that are strong, then producer decisions aren't just about this year. It's about how many years uh, of management decisions and maybe, uh, risk management strategies should I be considering now there's a lot more work to be done to really sort of help a producer think through all of those decisions but it's clearly time to uh, to focus again on the market being the driver of farm income and not the government payment
0: great advice from uh, dr brad lubin extension policy specialist here in the department of agricultural economics at the university of nebraska lincoln thank you brad thank you This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.